Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of John, chapter 8. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Christians do not die, we fall asleep. You experience life over here, and then you experience life over there. But there is no experience in the middle. So think about it. For the Christian, we are fearing death for no reason, because for the Christian, there is no death. For the Christian, we fall asleep. Just like when you fall asleep at night, somebody say amen. Just like when you fall asleep at night, you just sleep. You're not involved in it. Not unless your wife nudges you and tells you you're snoring too loud, turn over. But other than that, you're not involved in it. God is involved in it, say amen. But you're not, you're just sleep. And then when you wake up, you go, oh, whew. Right, some of y'all, right? I don't know how you wake up. Some of y'all, I don't know, whatever. But for the Christian, we just sleep. For those of you, encouragement. For those of you that have uh, mothers and grandmothers and grandfathers who knew Jesus and cousins and uncles and, and maybe you had a child and your child passed away after so many years, listen. I, I, re- I really believe this. I, I, I just believe in the grace and the mercy and the love and the understanding of God that if a person loses a baby, a baby that had not had an opportunity to really understand or give his life to Christ, I really believe there's grace and mercy for that baby. That baby's in heaven with Jesus. I really believe that. I, I just do. And, and because, because that's consistent with the God we love, is there a chapter and verse for that? No. And do not come up to me after service and try to tell me, oh, well, let's grip this ass. <laughs> Forget it, okay? There's no chapter and verse where I'm just telling you this is consistent with the God we love. But to the, 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 the grandfather and the grandmother who loved Jesus and the father and the mother who loved Jesus, they didn't die. They fell asleep. They didn't die. They moved. They moved from here to there. That's it. That's it. And they didn't even know it. Woo. I'm getting happy preaching myself. I don't know if y'all getting anything out of this. I'm happy. Jesus is saying, listen, if you know me, death is nothing. Just passing from this place of mortality into immortality. Donald Gray Barnhouse was one of America's greatest preachers. Listen to this true story. His first wife died from cancer when she was in her 30s. And leaving three children under the age of 12, Barnhouse chose to preach the funeral himself. What does a father tell his motherless children at a time like that? 
Well, on his way to the service, he was driving with his little family when a large truck passed them in the highway, casting a shadow over their car. Well, Barnhouse turned to his oldest daughter and was staring discontently. She was staring discontently out the window and asked, tell me, sweetheart, would you rather be run over by that truck or its shadow? Well, the little girl looked curious at her father and said, well, by the shadow, I guess. It, it can't hurt you. And Dr. Barnhouse said quietly to the three children, your mother has not been run over by death, but by the shadow of death. There's nothing to fear. And that's why, listen, connect the dots. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why? Because you go to sleep. Because you go to sleep. Am I right about it? Notice Jesus said, if you keep my word, you won't experience death. That means you go from this life and continue right on into the next life again if you're a Christian. Well, listen, as always, they didn't get it. They didn't understand. They never understood. Jesus could be talking about living water, and they think he's talking, he's saying, where's the well? He's talking about eating flesh, and they say, well, how are you going to do that? You're not big enough to go around for everybody to eat a piece of you. They never get it. He talks about destroy this temple and I'll raise it in three days. And they think, well, it took 40 years to build it. How's he going to build it in three days? They never get it. So Jesus is talking about life forever and not seeing death. Verse 52, they said, now we know you have a demon. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you, verse 53, greater than our father Abraham who is dead and the prophets who are dead? Who do you think you are? I would have said, uh, God, I've been trying to tell you. In other words, you're going, what they're saying is you're going to give us something that Abraham and all the holy prophets couldn't get for themselves. They died in verse 53 through 56. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me of whom you say that he is your God. Jesus is saying, I'm not in this for my own glory. Are y'all listening? You think I'm some kind of egotist who wants to elevate myself above Abraham. Jesus says, I'm not in it for that. My father honors me. If you want to know who I am, I'm just who God says I am. You ought to know he's your father, right? That's Jesus digging back at them. Verse 55, Jesus says, you don't know him, but I know him. And if I say I don't know him, I would be a liar like you. Verse 56, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. And Jesus said, Abraham saw the time when I was alive and reigning. It was my day, the day of my rule and my glory. He saw and then rejoiced. Now, commentators, listen, try all kinds of intellectual gymnastics trying to decide what vision or what promise, or what event this refers to in Abraham's life. Listen, I learned this a long time ago from my pastor. I learned where the Bible is silent, and you learn it right now. Where the Bible is silent, you be silent, okay? So if the Bible doesn't specifically say it, then you don't specifically say it. And Jesus didn't pause to explain, and probably because they didn't care either. Verse 57. So they're trying to figure out how Abraham saw Jesus. 
and they're thinking, hmm, no, no, get this, this, in, this is their mind. They're thinking, hmm, Abraham had to be alive when Jesus was alive. That means that Jesus had to be alive when Abraham was alive. That means that Jesus had to be so many thousands of years. Wait a minute, verse 57, you're not even 50 years old. Now question, why did they pick 50 years? Because to the Jew, 50 was the age when a man was fit to give advice. This is why the Levites retired and stopped serving in the temple at 50. They're saying Jesus isn't old enough to be wise. So they're standing there scratching their heads because Jesus is talking like he actually knows Abraham, even though Abraham lived 2,000 years before Jesus. And watch this. They said, you're not even 50. And have you seen Abraham? Now, look at religion. This is religion. Look, this is religion at its finest. Religion twist stuff, and religious folks hear what they want to hear. Somebody say amen. I know there's no religious people in here, but I just want you to say amen. Jesus, note this, Jesus didn't say he saw Abraham. He said Abraham saw him. Verse 56, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Verily, verily, verse 58, truly, truly, amen, amen. I say to you, before Abraham was, I, what saints? I am. Now listen, that did it. Write this in your margin. They blew a gasket. <laughs> the next time somebody tells you Jesus never claimed to be God, you take them right here. Because this statement does not claim, listen, that Jesus preexisted before Abraham. He could have said before Abraham was, I was. He didn't say that. Jesus isn't saying I preexisted before Abraham. He says before Abraham was, saints help me out, I what? I am. The Hebrew, Christianity 101. Ego emi. Ego emi. Write it down if you don't know it. E-G-O. I just thought of this like ego waffles. <laughs> I just thought of that. I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm making the connection. Ego and me. I am I. Ego. E-G-O. I am I. Ego and me. I am. That's Hebrew. I am. And we get that from Exodus 3.14. God told Abraham to tell the people when they ask who sent me, he was to tell the people, I am, somebody help me. I am that I am has sent me. Jesus is claiming to be Yahweh. He is claiming to be God. I was doing some research yesterday. and Did you know, I think it's in Herbert Hubert's uh, museum a statue of the Egyptian goddess of life, Isis. And over her face is a veil. It's a statue. And over her face is this veil. And there's this inscription. You can go Google this. It's in the, at the base of the, the statue is this inscription that reads, I am the thing that is and was and shall be. But to Israel, God was a living personality distinct from all others. So when God says, I am, God is giving Israel a blank check. 
and telling them to fill it with any amount and telling them that he is a always present God. Now, stay with me. If you trace your fingers throughout the Old Testament, the names of God are connected to the various needs of men. What do I mean? For example, Jehovah Jireh means what? Uh, say it loud and that Jehovah Jireh means what? The Lord will provide, or my, my, the Lord is a provider given by Abraham. As a ram was caught in the thicket, you know that. Jehovah Nisi means what? Anybody know? The Lord, my banner, given by Moses after the defeat of anybody know what army? The Amalekites. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, the Lord is peace, or the Lord sent peace, given by Gideon at the altar where an angel appeared. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is there, given by Ezekiel for Jerusalem. Jehovah Tisitkanu, the Lord our righteousness, given by Jeremiah and a name for the Messiah. And then if you continue and you go to the New Testament, if you want life, Christ says, I am the life. If you want righteousness, he says, he is the Lord of our righteousness. If you want peace, he is our peace. If you want food, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. If you want, if you're thirsty, Jesus said, I'm the living water. And if you're seeking, Jesus said, I am the door. And if you've lost your way, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. And if you need direction, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you need life after death, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the what? Life. And if you need connection, Jesus said, I am the true vine. And if you need a bright new day, Jesus said, I am the bright and morning star. And listen, if you're missing anything in between, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You tell me that's not awesome. Is that awesome? That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So as we complete chapter 8, now Jesus, listen, has established to these Jewish leaders that he is God, Lord of all. He has made it clear. Verse 40, his mission was God plan. Verse 42, his origin was God divine. Verse 55, his purpose was God's will. Verse 58, his claim was God himself. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am, and they couldn't take it anymore. And there's nothing they can do about it. Now you think about it. The whole chapter that we've been going through chapter 8. Y'all been with me in chapter 8? Yes? And the whole chapter, you know, they tried to trap Jesus, didn't they? And remember in chapter 7, they sent the popo to arrest him? And they came back and they said, we've never heard a man speak like that. They tried to trap him physically. They tried to trap him with his words. And each time they tried to trap Jesus, they were unsuccessful. And then finally, in verse 59 of chapter 8, they have no defenses and nothing left to say. And in final fierce conclusion, they take up stones, which was their form of capital punishment. Leviticus 24, 16. And verse 59 tells us that Jesus hid himself because his time had not yet come. And stoning was not on the divine calendar as the way that Jesus would die. Say amen. But you know what I find is sad? Look at verse 59 again. They took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and he went out of the temple. 
going through the midst of them, and so he passed by. I find it sad. That's a sad statement that Jesus hid himself, that he left the temple. Think about this. Now I'm coming for him landing right here. Think about this. The great I am, Emmanuel, God with us. No one offered him worship in the whole chapter. Are y'all getting me? No one offered him worship. No one offered him love, only stones. And he left the temple. And I can't help but think, I wonder if Jesus left the church. No, I understand. The Bible says, he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll always be with you. But you know what? I do think in many respects in the church, uh, in, in, the, in the United States, uh, I, I do have to say, as I'm hearing more and more how the church is departing from this word, that Jesus is leaving the church. Because I'm telling you that if you are not in this book, God is not speaking to you. Because God is speaking to us through this book. Somebody say a better amen than that. God is speaking to us through this book. So if you're not in this book, then God is not speaking. I was reading this morning in my devotion time before coming out in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and it tells us that at that time that God's word was rare among his people. And I thought to myself, we are living in a day where God's word is rare among his people. He didn't say God's word was rare among the pagans of the world because it's supposed to be rare there. But it's not supposed to be rare in the church. So when people come and they say to me, oh, it's wonderful to find a church that's finally that's teaching the word. It goes verse by verse. It's so great to find a church. That's a compliment, but it's also really sad. Because that means that if you're not teaching the Bible and you're not going through the scriptures, then what is it that you're doing on Sunday morning? And don't get me wrong. I don't know. I don't get out much. But the few times I did get out, I was pretty alarmed. Church was entertainment. I just told y'all last week, a, a lady came. She was here again this Sunday. Two weeks ago, she told me she was going to this church for a while. Then she decided to go to another church, and she's come back here. And I said, oh, well, that's, that's just great. You know, be where the Lord call you to be. That's, that's all good with me, you know. And she said, well, you know, Pastor Ryan, I keep it, I keep it real like you. Yeah, I said, good, well, good, keep it real. And she said, uh, I'll tell you why I left the church. I said, you don't have to. She said, well, I want to. I said, well, go right ahead. And um, so she said, I, we left. It was her and her two daughters. And the daughters were 26 and 24, something like that. So these are not children. And she said, we left because during worship, they, were, they played thriller. They only changed the words. Thriller. I said, th- thriller, like in, <laughs> like, like thriller, like in Michael Jackson, like, you know, boom, 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 boom. Like, like in thriller, 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 thriller. She said, yeah, thriller, thriller, thriller. I said, that's crazy. That's insane. And we are taking the beats from the world and we're we're putting Christian lyrics to it and expecting it to be worship. 
That is why we are very, very, very careful here at Calvary Chapel. And if you don't attend this church, be afraid. Be careful. If the words that you are singing are not words that are coming from this book, or if the words that you are singing have more to do with you than they do with singing upward to him, be afraid, Will Will Robinson, be afraid. Because worship is about Jesus, not about you. (laughs) Worship's about Jesus, not about you. Worship is about loving God. Worship is about extolling God. Worship is about adoring God. Worship is about rejoicing in the blessings of God. Am I right about it, saints? And and if we're not doing that, something's wrong. And when we're taking songs, well, then I talked to another couple who went to this very same church, and they were taking, they, they said they had left like two years before because they were doing music from Black Sabbath. What, are people, what is wrong? The word of God is rare. And I cannot imagine that God is pleased when we leave his word to seek secular means in order to keep our churches sustained. If God doesn't sustain his church through the word, then the church is in trouble. You know, I won't advertise. You guys know I don't advertise. I don't believe, I really don't believe in advertising. I don't think it's wrong or sinful or not like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, I don't do it. Because I think that it's the Lord who builds the church. Say a better amen than that. And I also think that, that if, 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 if God wants people to come to church, then he knows how to get them here. Uh-huh. That's about as simple as I can get it. That's about as simple as I, he knows how to get him here. One person tells one person, one person tells one person, hey, how'd you do it? Well, you know, this person invited me, or I was at the ball, I was at work, and this person said, hey, you want to go over to Calvary Chapel? That's how every one of us has gotten in this church. Honestly, that's how every one of us has gotten here. No advertisement. Y'all have never seen a billboard of Pastor Rodney and Miss O'Vire out there on 440. <laughs> Can y'all imagine? I really want to do one just to throw y'all off one of these old times. I want to get a billboard and be like, And give yourself a ride yeah. <laughs> Do say something crazy. I don't know. I just think that we need to be careful and we need to be mindful that God wants to be in his church. And I think it's sad that he left the temple. And I think he's left many churches. Now, why are these churches still having lots of numbers and thousands of people and still doing things. Well, you know what? You can do a lot of things in the flesh with budgets and buses and schemes and programs and church seminars, and you can do a lot of things in the flesh. But God doesn't want inspiration, perspiration. God wants inspiration. God doesn't want you to sweat to get the work done. God wants to be, you to be inspired to get the work done. And then when God inspires you to get the work done, then it's really not that hard because God is doing the work, not you. And it's sad. And it's sad. 
he left the church. That just really spoke to me. So my question to you, I leave you. Whose child are you? A child of the father or a child of the devil? The Bible talks about being a child of the devil. The Bible's not talking about, you know, the exorcist or like Damien or something evil like that. The Bible says when you're a child of the devil, meaning you're not a child of God, is as simple as that. Whose child are you? Two choices before you. You can cast stones at Jesus or you can cast yourself at the feet of Jesus. Where will you choose? The choice is yours. The Bible says today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.